0: Welcome Home Radio Podcast. Are you looking to buy or sell your home? Our team is here with answers to guide you through the buying and selling process. We encourage you to ask questions. Please comment on this show or visit us at welcomehomeradio.net for more information. Bringing real estate lending and education together in one place and to help you make the right home decision for you and your family. Here are your hosts, Blair Thomas, Tom Holm, Alan Pace, and Jeff Duffy.
1: And welcome to Welcome Home Radio. It is March 1st, and we're so grateful for you being here. Today is going to be a great show talking about something that most people don't even know is available. But I think everyone has somebody in their life that is 62 years or older that this would benefit them to understand greatly the opportunities of a reverse mortgage. I think reverse mortgages got a bad rap in the past. I think they were set up sometimes for people to fail, but they didn't understand the opportunities. And today we have a special guest with us, Tim, here to help us understand reverse mortgages, the pros and cons of that. And, of course, I just want to welcome everybody, our standard host, Alan, Tom, Jeff. Glad to have you all. And, Tim, welcome today to Welcome Home Radio.
0: Thank you, gentlemen. Glad to be a part of this.
1: Now, Now, Tim... Just from my perspective, Tom might be able to add a little bit more, but reverse mortgages really get a bad rap because the antennas go up. We've heard they're bad. We've heard of homes being foreclosed on. They're losing homes. Uh, you're not leaving anything to your, your family, all of that. Is that really true?
0: It, it, it is not true. the The true part is that they do get a bad rap, and it is a very misunderstood FHA loan program. And once people take time to get educated, they do find that it is a very valuable tool, particularly right now as a retirement tool. And this is an option for people 62 and older to remain in their home. As we know, most people do not wanna leave their home. They want to stay and age in place. So it's a very misunderstood product still today after so, so many years.
1: Now, you said something, FHA? This is an FHA solution?
0: Correct. This uh, 95% of the reverse mortgages that are closed in the industry today are the FHA HECM. HECM stands for Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. That's the fancy name for reverse mortgage. But yes, most of them are FHA.
1: What else could they be if they're not FHA?
0: We call those proprietary in the forward side of the business. That would be considered jumbo. So those would be for higher loan amounts higher valued homes and those would be done through uh, private
1: investors and and is that's called hb heckum is that what you're calling them or high balance uh, uh high, hybrid proprietary um, <laughs> jumbo whatever you want to call them so so give us an understanding, but I, I, I really want to ask this question and I'm going to ask it right now. I, I've been wanting to ask this. I've thought about it ever since we decided to focus on this today. Who is the? I've heard, but who is the number one user of a HECM in the industry?
0: Right now, today still, it is a needs-based loan program. So the answer to your simple question is the 75-year-old widow woman whose husband has passed away, and she now has her income cut in half, and she's house rich and cash poor, meaning she's got limited monthly income, but she may be sitting on a home that's valued in today's market four, five, six hundred thousand dollars.
1: I have heard, and and you correct me, you're the expert here, but I have heard that 50% of the people that are doing reverse mortgages are multimillionaires because of the benefits of the reverse mortgage. Is that a true statement? Is that not? what? How would you answer that?
0: I, I do not believe the number is as high as 50%. But I will share with you that as the industry starts to educate real estate agents, builders, and financial planners specifically, There is a growing demand for this product as a retirement tool. There are some great tax advantages. And so normally people that you would consider would not need a reverse mortgage. They still today don't need one, but they are getting one for tax purposes, for cash flow purposes, for investment. So very misunderstood, but as the financial planning world um, adapts to this, it is growing. But... I do not believe it's as high as 50%. That would be outstanding because that is where the growth of this industry needs to come from, no longer just being a needs-based, but as a retirement tool.
2: Is the tax thing because you don't own the home anymore, you don't pay real estate tax?
0: No, no. In fact, is you never give up home ownership. That is number one misconception is that the borrowers give up home ownership the tax advantages, and I am not a tax expert, so do not take anything I say for tax purposes as advice. Seek your tax advisor, but you are continuing to build and pay interest on a reverse mortgage. Now, until you actually make payments on that, it is not tax deductible, but there is an avenue that you can build up significant tax deductions over the years by accumulating the interest paid on a reverse mortgage.
1: So wait, because you're paying interest because you're paying the reverse mortgage back and the interest is able to be tax deductible.
0: That is correct. So with a reverse mortgage, there is still interest being applied every month. And you notice I didn't say paid every month because with the reverse mortgage, you do not have a monthly payment but interest is accruing on the balance of that loan. So either at the end of the loan, when uh, the person decides to move out and sell the property, all of that interest that they've accumulated over the years is now tax deductible. You can also make interest only payments on an annual basis on every two to three years, and you can utilize that interest as a deduction in your tax if you meet all of the other requirements uh, for and, and all of that. Sure. Now,
1: let's go back to the basics of a reverse mortgage. You, you, you stated 62 years of age, you're you're getting your home rich or you're, you're let's say it's paid off or it's, mm-hmm. you know, 90 percent equity. You're getting money back out of your home as an equity payment. You make no payments Correct. on the mortgage, and you either get this on a monthly basis or a one lump sum. Is which way? What? What? How's this work for somebody?
0: Very, very good. You have actually four options to capture the money, the home equity that you have built up over the years. And a good rule of thumb is that if you are in a 50 percent or greater position of home equity, there's a good chance you're eligible for a reverse mortgage. And with that, you have four options to take that money. You could do a monthly payment, let's say four or $500 a month, just makes life a little easier because social security is not meeting the requirements or your pension's been cut. Um, Number two option, you can take no money and just leave it in a line of credit. And that line of credit grows as the home value continues to grow and you would have Mm -hmm. access to the line of credit just like you would a HELOC from your local bank. The third option, and this varies depending on your age and the amount of equity, but you can take a lump sum. You could take money out to do a home repair, do um, a new roof, landscape, whatever you want to do. And then the fourth option is you could actually, if you have enough equity, you could do a blend of two of those or all three. You could set up a monthly payment, take enough money to repair the roof and put the rest of it into a line of credit.
2: So I had a I had a veteran um, who I helped years and years ago. He's um, passed now, okay. but he had a reverse mortgage and he had hail damage and he calls me up wanting to know what do I do there? They're getting involved with the roof. And I said, who is? He goes, the, the people I did the reverse mortgage with. So I think that, and I'm part of the general public for sure. I, right. How does it work like that? I mean, what what involvement does a reverse mortgage lender have with your everyday life if it's still your house? And can I
3: say one thing before Tim says anything here? every lender today is involved. If you have an insurance claim, yeah, having good right now, going through the ice storm on a rental property I own in Tyler, Mm -hmm. every, and it's not a reverse mortgage, every mortgage company sticks their noses into the proceeds and making sure that the work that's been paid for gets completed. So uh, that's good
2: information. Bob owned his home. He yeah. owned it complete,
3: okay. But he had a reverse mortgage.
0: Yeah, you but,
1: right. I'm sorry, Tim. I apologize. I got to jump in here. Okay. Understanding, if you have a mortgage institution, even a HELOC, that HELOC never goes away, just because you've never borrowed any money against it. It is That's, still a lien on the home, and that that has to be cleared by a lender as. as Tom said my nose is in it, but the bottom yeah. line is there's rights to that. And yeah. you're taking. So, so Tom,
0: Tom is correct. Um, and, and to answer to Alan's question is just like a traditional mortgage. If you have an FHA, a BA or a conventional loan on your property now, and you have hail damage or tornado damage, the lender is involved because the lender has, um, a position in here as well, that they want to make sure that homeowners insurance and the property is properly being protected. Alan, in the case of a veteran who has a free and clear home, and they now have a reverse mortgage on that house, the servicer has a vested interest as well. Because the veteran can literally stay in that home, as long as they live as long as they maintain the house and pay property taxes which is no different than on the traditional side. So where the investor got involved there, Alan, was to make sure that the roof was properly repaired so that the home is in good condition and the borrower is maintaining that.
2: And I appreciate that's a good, you know, good, easy answer to understand. Um, My point with bringing this up is, like we started the show, the average person doesn't understand a lot of this. Correct. Correct. Bob was an f-105 a thunder thud pilot okay? okay in Vietnam he's passed but he ejected three times he, he was a smart man yep. he lived and um, he didn't understand the process is got divorced yep had the house needed the money no income yep. and yep. I don't think he understood it from the very get-go yeah
0: even had he had a traditional mortgage on the the mortgage company would have got involved when it came to roof repairs not so much the details of who are you using to repair your roof but to make sure that the insurance money that is being paid to repair your roof is repairing the roof they want to make sure that the home stays in great condition usually that's 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 one of the approvals
1: that's one of the main points of approval, right? When they go through your finances saying, yes, you will be able to maintain insurance and take care of everyday costs associated with owning and taking care of a home.
0: That 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 is correct, Jeff. And years ago, one of the first significant changes that FHA made probably back in 08 or 09 was they added some more qualifications to obtaining a reverse mortgage. And one of those were that, they needed to be able to show the ability, just like on a forward mortgage, not to make a payment, but to be able to maintain and continue to pay the insurance and the property taxes. Because those are the two items that would trigger a foreclosure, just as they would on the traditional side of the business. I always use the check to go for a trip to Cabo. <laughs> Say that again, Tom? I always use that insurance check to pay for a trip to Cabo. And, and that's why the investors are involved, Tom. Guys like you that they're just tracking. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Ooh. You know,
2: that maintenance, that maintenance language in those contracts is kind of like, you know, I'm sure Tom and all of his leased properties has water the property, maintain the foundation, that kind of stuff or whatever. And I, I, I think it's just, responsibility. Uh, I think when you're at a certain age and, you know, like you said, 75 and your husband's died, your income's cut, you're just ready to sign papers to get money. And I, I think there needs to be family involvement or.
0: In, In some cases, the family does need to be involved in other cases. And I can share with you, honestly, Alan, my, my father is 80 years old. And if the loan officer would have said, hey, you need to get your sons involved in this, my father would have had a few choice words for him. that it's none of their business. So No, I understand. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So in some cases, especially a professional loan officer is going to recognize, does mom or dad or mom and dad really understand this product? And if not, do we need to have some family members involved? Yeah, and Keep I'm, I'm all also. for reverse
2: mortgages. I think it's a great tool, and I think it's a wonderful thing, really, that it's available in many different styles. But, you know, I I think back of an article I read with Tom Selleck, who arguably has made more people aware of a reverse mortgage than anybody. And yep. he said in the article I read that he was catching a lot of grief because people, the, it had such a bad rap, which is an education tool, which you were talking about, Tim. Yep a lot of work to be done with realtors and lenders and everybody as far as reverse mortgage, but they even did a thing now where he's got a new commercial saying, I wouldn't do this if I didn't believe in it. You know, I, I really take this personal. Yeah. So, you know, I'm all for it, but I'm part of the general public and I've heard so many stories. I, you know, so I just kind of throwing stuff out there while you're here.
0: You bet. Well, the number two misconception, and this goes right into the world of, real estate agents, the number two misconception is that the children want their home, their mom and dad's home. Yeah. I don't know if this is a 100% accurate stat, but I can share with you over 90% of the time the children do not want the home. They want the cash value in the home. Right. So for example, if somebody passes in Plano and they have a reverse mortgage and they happen to have four children. What do you do with the house you you can't have all four children and their families move into it the kids are going to gather and 90 percent of the time they're going to say let's sell the home and in that case they sell the home they pay off the existing balance and the remaining equity is given to the heirs however the uh, mom or dad had it set up in their will or according to their plans of, of departure so Number one is the kids want it. The kids want the money in the home, but they don't necessarily want the house. Yeah,
2: there's no question about that. I've I've been through that, and one of the kids lived in Chicago, the other down in the valley. The gentleman died, and I was his realtor before that, and I going through his illness with him. That's exactly how it played out.
0: Yep. The other thing I'd like to share regarding realtors and builders is, The number one reason that boomers are moving right now is to be closer to grandkids. And I'm guilty of that as well. My wife and I moved to Texas two and a half years ago. We had the option to live anywhere we wanted. We chose to live near where our granddaughter is. We joked that we would never follow the children, but we did follow the granddaughter. And that is the case for most boomers right now. They are moving either to warmer climate and or to be closer to children that have moved away and have children of their own now. You're just supposed to keep a safe distance, right? That's that's correct. <laughs> that that is that is correct. That 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 30-mile buffer if you will. So, no, if you no, see no anybody violating allowed, that, but... please
2: call 555.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. No no drop-ins allowed, but I will tell you, Jeff, that goes both ways.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. One other thing that I think is very important that I want to bring out about a reverse mortgage, and you just talked about the key, one of the key components is that you can buy a home with a reverse mortgage. Am I correct in that?
0: You are you are correct in that. And that is one of the areas that the industry is growing. So let me give you a classic example. Let's take the metroplex of Dallas today. Let's say you live in a home that is in an older neighborhood and the neighborhood is now evolving into more of a urban style neighborhood or a millennial type. And the older population is now uh, being outnumbered. And that couple now wants to be on the outskirts of the metroplex, closer to where grandkids are, but The sale of their home may only be worth 400. The new home they want to buy, you know, in Forney, Texas is now 600,000. And they have been living in their home for the past several years with no mortgage payment. So it's 70, 75 years old. They do not want to take on a new payment. They can sell their existing home and use the proceeds from that home, either all of it or a portion of it for a 50% down payment and use a reverse mortgage for the other 50% and move into that newer home, more suitable for their lifestyle, closer to the grandkids with no monthly payment.
1: And again, I wanna reiterate that to our listeners. You have just heard you can buy a home with a reverse mortgage, have no monthly payment, but you have to be able to bring 50% or more to the table when buying that home.
0: And to clarify the 50% is a general rule, reverse mortgages, the amount of money you can borrow are based on the age. So the older you are, the more money you can borrow. And that is no monthly mortgage payment. But you do have to maintain property taxes and homeowners homeowners insurance for the life of the reverse mortgage.
1: I think that's I I think that's a great opportunity for people to understand, especially for children that have parents at 62 or better, that they can buy that home. They can move closer. They can make some changes if that's really what they want to do. And they're able to do it this way.
0: Yes. Yes. And a lot of people also think that the boomers are only moving to 55 and older communities. That is not the case. If you go to any new development um, in any major city right now, you will find that the builder is still offering a ramp-style home that allows for boomers to move into a neighborhood that may be focused on young families and elementary schools and middle schools and all of that for that exact reason that the boomers are still coming in, but they want a ranch style but they want to be in the neighborhood with either walking or driving distance.
2: I know a couple of boomers moving out of the senior neighborhoods to get closer to their grandkids.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's the other joking. Sometimes boomers are moving to get away from their kids, but yeah. that's a small percentage versus the other uh, <laughs> percentage.
1: I thought the more important thing was pickleball, Tim. Come on.
0: Well, you, if you notice if you go to any senior community right now, you are seeing tennis courts converted across the country into pickleball courts and the clubhouses and all of that. If they're building brand new, I can promise you they are building pickleball courts. It's a great right. social so have, environment. And to your point, the two-step is the need for to play. That's awesome.
2: Quick question about how? why do people not know about the thing we just talked about during the last few minutes? I mean, the world does not know what you just said. and. What is, what is changing to make the world aware of that? Is it a, is there marketing campaigns? Are there, you know, what, what is happening to where the, cause that's a hell of a good benefit right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, great, great question. And, and I've been pondering that since 2003 when I got into the business, cause I'm still perplexed today why this is still such a misunderstood product. And Alan, the simple answer is most people think they know what they know about reverse mortgages. And if right. they think it's bad or they hear something that's slightly incorrect, they automatically assume, well, I know all about reverse mortgages. Well, my I, my to the
2: point podcast tomorrow is going to be about this. Yeah. I think it's that important. I really do. I think, you know, i would not heard of it. And I Blair and Tom and Jeff, I'll tell you, I always preach. You're a realtor, stay in your lane. Yep. I know enough to get me in trouble with loans to get people started, to get them in the right direction, but I don't know that technicality you just said. And I have that's the biggest thing I've heard in a while on a lender.
0: And the and the biggest challenge is both realtors, builders, and financial planners, if they don't know, they tend to steer people away from them versus I know enough that you should at least look into it. Mm-hmm. And Part of the education that the industry is doing, Alan, is continuing education for realtors, educating the builders, and certainly continuing education for financial planners and insurance insurance agents. So education is still the key. Tom Selleck, ironically enough, is educating the the mass population. But unfortunately, a lot of those are still needs-based. But it's it's going to start to grow from the realtor and the financial planning community as they get themselves educated on this product.
2: Well, this realtor's starting tomorrow with To The Point. I'm going to start pumping this. I love it.
0: Yep. And if I can get, you know, if I like it,
2: that comes out on the videos and it's because it's true. And <laughs> well, I,
1: I, I, I love thought One of the main rules was that you had to live in the property. And you're talking about being able to still go buy another purchase. Now, if you mention this, if I missed it, That hasn't changed as far as a vacation property.
0: Correct. Reverse mortgages today are still only eligible on primary residents. So, and I don't see that changing with FHA in the future. Could there be a proprietary product down the road? Possibly anything's possible in the, in the mortgage industry, but today it's primary residents only. Also, I want to clarify in the state of Texas, both the borrowers, husband and wife, or um, both borrowers have to be 62 or older. In other states, only one of the borrowers has to be 62. But in Texas, both
1: borrowers have to be 62 years or older. And, and what, Tom, what do we define as primary residence for people? So let them know and understand how long do I have to live in that property in a year's basis for it to be considered primary?
3: Well, uh, these go back to homestead laws, and typically the homestead law just indicates that you claim it as your primary residence. The IRS treats it the same way. You've got to say, this is my primary residence, and then you get those benefits that are associated with your tax deductions and so on and so forth. Living in it means that it, you're living in it, that it's not, you're moving out of it. it you, that you're To be your primary residence, are in Texas, we call them homesteads here in particular, for it to, and IRS. The um, uh, requirements are, you, it is primarily where you go and sleep at night, your mail comes there, you pay, you water the lawn, you park your car there, you eat dinner there. You have to have actions consistent with it being your homestead. So, I mean, Herschel Walker, Walker ran into this when he was running for Congress in, you know, in Georgia, Uh, kind of an ironic thing that his homestead was here in Dallas. And IRS would, uh, after, you know, investigating that and everything else, that was true. That's primarily where he stayed. That's uh, where he, you know, had his mail sent, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of interesting to run for Congress in another state and have your homestead in another state. But, that being the case, as long as you meet those requirements of uh, the the appearance of it being your homestead, it is your homestead. Right. And, and you do have to live there. To You can't just let somebody start renting the property and say, that's my homestead. Right. Then it's an income producing property.
2: Yeah.
1: So six months and one day out of a year at the minimum requirement. That,
0: that, that's a good rule of thumb. The other rule of thumb that we'll coach our clients because they'll ask. You know, what address do you have on your tax returns? That's what <laughs> yeah. the IRS Damn. is going to consider <laughs> yeah. as your primary Damn. residence. You know, we used to say um, I tax returns and driver's license. Not everybody at this age has a driver's license anymore. But you know, basically, where are you filing your taxes? That is what the government's going to consider your primary residence. There you go. So I say I
1: say we need to start IDing everybody that plays pickleball. Then we need to keep that ID up.
0: We,
3: we could do that. We could well, do that. If you if you want to do it here in Coppell at the core, they're going to check to see you're a member.
2: Yeah, yeah that's,
3: true. that's true. So if
2: we're talking reverse mortgages today, which we are, would you guys say they're trending or are they not trending yet?
3: Well, I, I can give you statistics speaking that, you know, last year there was about 47,000 reverse mortgages done with FHA. The previous year, there's 41,000. The year before that, there was 44,000. That is still down from the high that occurred back in 2007, eight and nine period uh, with regards to the numbers, which was over 100,000 at that time. But you think about the economic times at that time, there was a lot more real desperation on people's part to get the equity in their house, the, the, the amounts that they could get. It's still, statistically speaking, of the people getting mortgages over the age of 62. That look at HELOCs. It's still uh, only about 1 30th of the number of people that uh, the product is 1 30th of the people that take money out of their house at the age of
2: 62 or older. So there's work to do on the trending part. So there's work to do.
0: Yeah. So That, that also correlates with rising interest rates. That's going to slow the market down. Um, home values appreciating as they have over the last couple of years, a little bit flat now, but you know I think all of us believe that that'll continue to rise. So I do think you will see this trend over the next five to 10 years. It's not going to jump off the, off the page. It's going to be a continued growth, but there are a lot of really good companies out there right now that are educating, not just the potential borrowers, but uh, realtors, builders, and financial planners and that all starts to add up and you will see this product. Also keep in mind two things. Number one, social security is on everybody's mind. Uh, Most people feel that social security is not a long-term answer. The government, doesn't matter what side of the political fence you are on, the government does not have an answer for social security and the challenge that's ahead of us. Number two, there's been studies shown now that show that Boomers or that people when they start hitting age 78, 79, 80, and above, start needing additional home care/slash health care slash healthcare money for various reasons. And the baby boomers will start turning 78 in 2024. So the first wave is starting to hit now where there's going to be more demand in the future for home care and and home um outside of the home health care needs to maintain a cost of living?
2: Well, Boomer's been driving a lot of markets for 35 or 40 years. So that should definitely be a trend. Yep. Education still a big thing in my book, but people often follow the rich. And like Blair said, if the rich are doing it, then that generally tells the average person that maybe I'd at least read a story about it or check yep. into it. And so I think that bodes well for the trend in my opinion. And people, you know, love or hate the Dave Ramseys of the world, like Tom brought up. If he starts preaching it a little bit and others like him, now I know you're saying he won't is what I'm thinking you're saying. But my point is if people like that or somebody in that position starts talking about it, you know, it can, it can happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just just slamming it. Yeah, yeah, and
2: I, I, Blair, that might I'll be a be bad example, but I'm talking about people that other people listen to sure. about their finances, sure. and everybody's now, got a different leader, you know. And I, to me, if the rich go, people follow. That's generally how the world works.
1: Well, yeah. that was the point I was trying to make. Now, one of the other things I want to ask Tim is understanding over the recent times. Again, home values have grown. I did a let's say I did a reverse mortgage ten years ago. Okay, my home was worth three hundred thousand. I outright owned it, got a value of 50% of that out, but now my home is worth 590,000. Do I redo a reverse mortgage to gain further wealth out of that? I mean, the bank had a percentage of that, their equity went up as well. Help, help our listeners understand how that, because if I was being selfish, which I am most of the time, Wait a minute, I did that reverse mortgage, but my value grew, your value didn't. You know, what happens there? That's In that scenario, question. you would have the option
0: to refinance into a new reverse mortgage. And on a case by case basis, that may make sense to do. Just like on the traditional side, we all have an option during our home ownership time that we could refinance. It may or may not make sense. Same thing with the reverse mortgage. You can reverse an old reverse mortgage or refinance an old reverse mortgage into a new reverse mortgage. And there's um, certain criteria that has to be met to make sure that it's beneficial to the customer. But if that happens, then yeah, there's an avenue to
1: do that. Now, I've got to ask this question because I think this is the basic concern from the Dave Ramsey's and others because it happened before. Yep. If I refinance my home, will I ever, is there ever a case that I live too long that I will lose hundred percent equity in my home?
0: There, There is a case that you could live that house another 20, 25 years and the loan balance could outgrow the value of the home. And in that case, one of the number one benefits of reverse mortgage, that you nor your heirs will ever owe more than the home or the, the home value. So in your scenario, Blair, let's say you do a reverse mortgage at 300000 And over the years, the home value goes up and down. And 25 years later, you've maintained to live there. And you've had a great life living at your home, aging in place. But then when you pass on, the home is now worth 500,000 but the loan balance has grown over the years to 550,000 at that time the kids or whoever inherits the home have the ability to just turn it right over to FHA because this is an FHA insured property it is a non-recourse loan and yes there is no equity to be gained for the children but keep in mind and this is what a lot of people don't understand is Mom and dad got to stay in their home for another 15, 20, 25 years, in most cases, without any additional cost to the children. But the non-recourse protects not only the owner, but also their heirs. And if there's a kid that says,
3: well, I want mom's home, I want, uh, why don't I get mom's home? <laughs> if they're upside down with that, they can buy it for 95% of the market value. Yep. Yeah, they don't even pay 100% of the market value. So FHA will take the loss to allow them to buy it for 95%
0: of the market value, even though it's underwater. Correct. Correct. This is one of the safest home loan products in the industry. And FHA has done a great job in that aspect to protecting the seniors who are a protected class.
2: When was the reverse mortgage
0: created? The the FHA reverse mortgage, the first one closed was in 1989. Prior to that, there were some non-government reverse mortgage type loans that quite honestly gave the industry a bad rap that we're still battling through today.
3: Thank you, Ronald Reagan. Yes,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) He was rather old too.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) What do you know about being old, Tom? Very little, very,
3: very little, tiny, tiny. Just what I've read on the internet,
2: so and of course
3: I, what Alan's put on his blog. In
2: 1989, I don't, I don't know anybody that knew about a reverse mortgage. You yeah, know, I mean, I this is so kind of new for today. Even I, I really didn't even hear one myself, and I'm a realtor until Tom Selick said it. I never yep. paid attention to it.
0: Yeah. Well, from a realtor perspective the general philosophy is the realtors aren't going to pay attention because they think reverse mortgages are for refinance or for staying in their home. So realtors and builders automatically dismiss it because there's no transaction for them. But when the reverse mortgage for home purchase came into play, now that opened up a whole new market, I would share with any real estate agent. If if that was my livelihood right now, I'd be marketing all of the older neighborhoods educating the seniors there that they can move into a newer home, more suitable their lifestyle, closer to grandkids, still not have a mortgage payment. And when the client decides to do that, the realtor now has a new listing and a new selling opportunity.
2: Well, when you wherever you land, when you land, I'm, I'll be promoting your knowledge and I'll have them call you directly. And I mean, I'm talking realtors.
0: Well, thank and, you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, was saying, why not me?
3: <laughs> well, uh, and I will say one thing that I, we haven't uh, mentioned uh, thus far. When when you go into these products, there is a requirement that the parties that are going to take this loan have to go in and be educated about this. Yeah. There's, there's a course, again, HUD-provided course that they have to complete. And I used to have a rule that until they completed it, I didn't take their application.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is required a third party counseling that um, the clients cannot take application prior to that. And that is another safeguard that FHA has put into place.
1: I mean, all loans have that consultative service, but it's an option. This one is required. This one is mandatory. Yes. So, and yeah, yeah, Alan, I, I'm sorry that you won't call me on this product. I, I apologize.
0: Aww.
1: Well, I'm just going to the expert—that's why he's on here. <laughs> well, Tim, I got to tell you—is before before going off—is there anything that you want to specifically share that you think either pro or con that that we can help educate our listeners to on a reverse mortgage? The
0: the biggest thing I could share with the audience is don't assume that you know everything about this product because your brother-in-law said it's a bad thing, or even your financial planner or your real estate agent. The populace is undereducated and you owe it to yourself. I am not a firm believer that every 62 year old needs a reverse mortgage. I am, however, a firm believer that every homeowner over 62 needs to be educated on this product. And timing wise, it may or may not be a best use of the, the product at this time, but to at least be educated and make an informed decision as to why you're not doing a reverse mortgage or why to do one. I would so think just to continue to, to educate you yourself. Like
2: going crazy with, the, you know, they should be promoting this left and right instead of telling people they don't know about it, they ought to tell people about it.
0: Well, it's interesting now, when we, do, when we do a continuing education course for realtors, <laughs> if we have 10 realtors in the room, I can tell you, Normally two to three come up to us afterwards and they start to inquire about a reverse mortgage for themselves. And part of it is I had no idea what this product could do. for. And
2: I could, you know, I could care less about the realtor community. I'm talking about a a person, just anybody, you know, that buys houses and owns a house. They're not being educated about it. And the realtor community certainly isn't going to do it because we're no different than like Blair said. We're selfish, too, when it comes to stuff like that. We're yep. trying to do what's best to make a living for our family. And it yep. ain't coming up.
1: Yeah. Well, I gotta say, Tim, thank you so much for taking time and joining us today, sharing your expertise with us. I think a reverse mortgage is is so poorly promoted, understood. We want to help educate you. Please contact us at welcomehomeradio.net. You can ask your questions there. You can get in contact. If you want, we can even have Tim contact you back. But the bottom line is we want people to understand that this product is a great solution for those in our senior citizens, those that are 62 and above, that there are options out there. There are options for you to even buy a home, a new home, an upgraded home, a low maintenance home, instead of what you're in now, that you'll be able to use it and not have a mortgage payment at all. So it is a it is a great product, as Tim says. I I fully believe in it, and it just needs to be understood as the solution. So thank you again, Tim. I want to thank you, Blair. I'm Blair Thomas. And I'm Tom Holm. I'm Alan Pace. And I'm Jeff Duffy. Gentlemen, God thank bless. you very much. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, God gentlemen. bless. Y'all have a great time.
3: Welcome home. Radio production provided by Lunatic Digital. Check the listing of this podcast for the links to our sponsors. And don't forget to like, share, and follow us on social media. Visit welcomehomeradio.net for more information. This was a Lunatic Digital production. Visit lunaticdigital.com for all your digital needs.